The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Top 5 Movies! Movies! Top 5 Hey everybody, welcome to Top 5 Movies. I'm John Burke. Uh, we've got a big show this week. With me is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. Michael Sanchez. Hello, I'm, I take offense to big. Oh, sorry. Uh, Matt Hudson from What I Watched Tonight. Hello America and world. And Craig <laughs> Seibert from Music Musing Podcast. Hey guys, he's got other stuff too, but we'll plug that at the end. Um, the reason this episode is big, or why I use the word big, Mike, and I apologize if I offended <laughs> you, um, is we're going to be previewing uh, the summer movies in the form of a fantasy draft. Uh, we did this last year, although there are some rule changes, and uh, last year it was just me, Corey, and Mike. This year we've brought two extra guests in to make it all the more competitive. Um, the big rule changes. So we've already done the draft. And we're just going to be going over our picks and kind of previewing the movies that are coming out this summer and that um, and why we chose them when we did. Uh, the way the scoring works, we'll be using the domestic box office uh, by from boxofficemojo.com and the Metascore from Metacritic.com as a percent. And we earn points based on both of those stats. So the better the movie does point um, in the box office and with the critics, the more points possible. Um, we are going to have a bonus over and under situation where um, we'll be taking a guess if, if the movie we have picked is going to make over $130 million in the box office or under $130 million in the box office um, based on nothing more than our predictions and what we think the movies will do. And that is a way of earning some extra points um, if you guess correctly. And the more you get correctly, the more bonus points you get. I think that is visible if you look at your individual spot um, or not. There it is. Uh, if you get one right, you get five bonus points. But if you get all five of your movie choices right, you get 121 bonus points. So potential big points there. And, of course, this wouldn't matter if there were no stakes. Um, do you guys know what the stakes are? Well, uh, didn't we... Have to suffer Hudson Hawk last time. Well, last year <laughs> I, I won by nine hundred points, I think, um, or eight hundred points, something like that. And I got to choose a movie for Corey right. and Mike to watch, and I picked Hudson Hawk, a, a movie that I am actually a fan of, despite its very low Metascore and general. Despite, uh, well, Mike hates it. Um, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, okay. I would be emotionally involved if I hated it. Ah, okay. It, me. <laughs> I don't it, shared, it. it shared my surname, and I still don't like it. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had fun with it uh, as a kid, and it still has a fond spot in my heart. Um, so I made them watch that last year. And so the winner of this year's draft gets to pick a movie for the other four to watch. And ideally... Um, We'll do a movie club episode, although it'll be a little harder to organize with five people than it would be uh, otherwise. So I might arrange some other way of reviewing the movie that is chosen. Um, there's no real stipulation uh, except 
that it has to be a movie that the person has at least seen. So you can't make us watch something that you've never seen yourself, or I can't make you guys watch something that I've never suffered through or enjoyed. It does not have to be a bad movie. It could be an opportunity to uh, make people watch a movie that you love that no one else seems to have ever seen, which kind of falls into Hudson Hawk for me, because I, I do like that movie, despite it being notoriously bad. So, <laughs> um, you guys all in for this still? Oh, it's too late. It's too late. They're already, they're already on. Oh, <laughs> they go over those instructions once more with feeling. Yeah, they just, like, quit. They, everyone hangs up. Um, so, uh, listeners, if you want to keep up with us throughout the summer, um, there will be a link on the post for this episode where you can look at the spreadsheet and see what our scores are. Um, I try to update it every Monday um, after the opening weekend of a movie. Um, and normally... The summer movies run from May 1st to August 31st or September 1st, however you want to look at it. But this year we had to make an exception because Marvel decided to move the Avengers up a week. And technically it's April 27th, not a official summer movie, which is ridiculous because it totally is. So we changed our rules this year to make it April 27th to the end of uh, August as per usual. And so ultimately, Avengers was going to be the first pick of whoever got the first pick. And I think with that, guys, it's time to start talking about our picks. Everybody ready? Let's go. So, so the way we're going to do this is we're going to go round by round. Where's five rounds. Each of us get one pick per round. Um, everybody gets in each position. And... I did uh, get the luck of the draw for the first time in three different draft. This is the third draft type episode we've done. This is the first time I have the first pick. Um, I was a little nervous uh, that that happened, but I did record myself randomizing it. So there was proof that I did not <laughs> cheat. Um, or at least it looks like proof. Who I knows? don't think we would have thought that about you anyways. I am very paranoid. So <laughs> Fair now, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Now I probably look more guilty, but nonetheless, um, so I had the first pick of the draft this year. I'll go first this round, then Matt, Mike, Craig, and Corey. Um, my pick for number one pick of the overall draft was Avengers Infinity War, uh, <laughs> on April 27th, directed by the Russo brothers, who also did, uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. Um, I'm not going to list the cast for this movie because it's every Marvel character <laughs> in the cinematic universe so let's just go robert downey jr chris evans and so on and so forth all of them uh, i believe literally all of them are in this movie um and thanos finally shows up played by josh berlin and he is here to collect the infinity stones the reason i picked this first is it's massive um this movie has uh what nine years in the making and everyone is excited about it everyone's anticipating it um, if this movie were to bomb, it would be a total shock. Um, I do have to play the odds here. Uh, Metascore-wise, the Marvel films have been pretty decent. Not always a high score, but they've they've fluctuated around 60 to 90 on average, I think. Um, with Black Panther, I think, being the highest now um, in, that, in that range. So I feel like it's a safe bet to earn me some points. So it was the obvious first pick, in my opinion. Well, the rules changed after Infinity War was brought out to suddenly include it as a summer movie. If you got first pick, uh, I to be I changed yeah. the rule before. 
Um, yeah, I did the picks. We agreed. We actually all agreed. We figured that it it forced the summer season upon us. I mean, it did. really, we we live through summer 365 days of the year, so it, actually True that. we should start picking movies from January. Just year round. Yeah. <laughs> I then I guess I can't pick any movies until like July. I'm kidding. It does snow for a long time. <laughs> it just snowed a couple days ago. That's madness. It's like it rained today here. Uh, but so that's my first pick um, and the first pick overall. And that leads us to Matt. Um, Matt, what was your first pick of the draft? Um, I had a good feeling about this one. I've gone for Solo, a Star Wars story uh, directed by eventually directed by Ron Howard after <laughs> Lord and Miller left and it stars Alden Ehrenreich as the new young Han Solo Donald Glover, Amelia Clark, Woody Harrelson Tandy Newton, Paul Bettany and a plethora of other top stars um, it's basically a story of how Han, Han Solo became who he is how he meets Chewbacca, how he meets Lando how he wins the Falcon the Kessel Run, everything we've heard about and know about is going to be on screen um, and I picked it because it's got the Star Wars name, which is pretty much guaranteed dollar. Um, mm. Even the prequels smashed the box office, except maybe Attack of the Clones. But that still made $600 million worldwide, yeah. that is. But, um, there's going to be a lot of interest in this film, even from sort of casual Star Wars fans, mainly because of all the off-screen stuff that's been going on with the directors and the news that Alden Ehrenreich had apparently had acting coaches, which I think is fairly standard anyway on set. Gary Oldman does it. Um, oh. So he's had acting gloves. Donald Glover looks as cool as he ever does. I'm hoping he breaks out into some songs during it. Um, <laughs> it just looks fun. It looks fresh. And after The Last Jedi, which I, I liked an awful lot, but after The Last Jedi, I think this is the perfect kind of palate cleanser for those out there who are kind of um, dumping on the franchise somewhat. So I think yeah. it's a guaranteed... Uh, draw at the box office. That's why I've gone for it. I'd say the two curveballs that can go wrong for you are critics hate it, so the meta score is low, which meta I don't score, think yeah. will happen, but that could mess up your points. And the other thing is proximity. This is the closest a Star Wars movie has been released after another Star Wars movie. We yeah. didn't get a full year. Um, and so it, is Star Wars fatigue real? We'll find out when it's released, I think. Um, you know, are fans just burnt out on movies at this point? Uh, I don't, I'm not, so I'm hoping the rest of the fandom is like myself, but it is, um, those are the only, like, curves that I see could go wrong with the pick, but I also think, I think that's a strong first round pick, for sure. Um. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if the opening weekend is high, or if word of mouth kind of drags it, gives it a bit more legs, and it makes more money over time. Yeah, I'm, I'll be there opening night for sure, I can't wait for it. Too right. You know, there should have been more mumbling solo in the trailer. <laughs> Liam, this, my name is uh, Han Solo. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, you know, we could have got Ralph Garman to do that then. That would have been fun. Um, no, Ralph Garman is an old, young The old, Han young Han Solo. <laughs> um, he needs to work. <laughs> oh, no, poor Ralph. Um, all right, Mikey, we're up to you, man. What is your oh, first round pick? All right, so uh, let me let me. I'll, I gotta be honest. I, I looking at my list again. I feel like all my picks were guilt picks, and someone stole one of my picks. But we'll get to that once they get to their pick. Um, I don't know to be honest that I whole, had a whole lot of faith in the original installment of um, Ant Man. What was that? Mm -hmm. Was that only three years ago? I believe so. 
That's what that's what I've got written down here, 2015, and then it blew up. Uh, it it was a pleasant surprise to be sure. Um, Peyton Reed's directing, Paul Reed, Evangeline Lindley, Michael Douglas, um, Michael Pena. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them, but the, I got the three three of the main big one, big characters, and then uh, this will be a true test for Marvel. Uh, Obviously, Infinity War was taken as a pick, so I'm like, all right, I want something. And it's coming off of Infinity War Part 1, so I don't know that it'll have the same kinds of box office numbers, but it may surprise us. I'm glad we're getting the Wasp. We were teased the Wasp. Mm -hmm. She was mentioned. I mean, it's not the Janet Van Dyne Wasp. And honestly, going into the original, I'm like, Scott Lang, that's not... You know, that's yeah. not that I'm a huge Ant-Man reader of any sort. So, like, it's it's Hank Ping, but at least they had a nod to that, and <clears throat> they're finally getting around to having the Wasp and Evangeline Lilly, uh, who I really loved on Lost. It's nice to see her. It's just yeah, haircut he has kind of throw me. But well, anyway, I, I went with Ant-Man and the Wasp. That was my pick. I'm sticking by it. And I uh, important, I think, to note, Michelle Pfeiffer is uh, supposed to be coming in. Um, as well in this movie, playing Janet Van Dyke. Uh, so Van Dyne. Van Dyne. Van Dyne sorry, excuse me. Uh, wrong, wrong TV series. Um, and that could be a, a draw too. And Marvel, generally, Marvel does pretty well in the box office. Um, the fact that they put this in July shows they have a little more faith in it. I think too, it's not an August release, um, so that helps. I, th- I think it's a solid first round pick. It's it's a risk. I think um, there were a couple movies left on the table at this point that I thought were more likely to make a little more box office but i think ant-man's going to have a solid meta score and decent box office so you're probably going to get some good points from that uh, i can only hope i'm still reeling at the baywatch from last baywatch and emoji movie yeah God, good lord baywatch was a risky pick last year but you know it's okay um but the rock brings people and then he had the jumanji this year he's i don't i, I think skyscraper will be this year's baywatch I hope you're wrong, and we'll re- <laughs> we'll reveal that later. But <laughs> I can't imagine what that means. Yes, I I don't know. Um, I did. By the way, I saw Rampage last night. And I know Matt saw it the other day. Yep. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> if that's anything, to... they are really reaching though. I love that video game, but there's not a whole lot. No. To the game. Hey, so... guess what? There's not a whole lot to the movie either. So. Hey, what? Uh... That's shocker. <laughs> what? Um, Frankly, surprise. I'm going to go into our rampage at that. Pick number four of round one belonged to Craig. What did you take, Craig? Well, let's just say that I'm I'm the person that's going to be bringing up the bottom of the list pretty much all the time <laughs> because I'm new at this and I didn't look at a lot of things and you guys watch movies all the time. But anyways, I picked Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, director is Ari Aster. It's Tony Collette, Gabriel Byrne, Alex Wolfe. Um, it's a horror movie, and I was kind of warned that horror movies probably won't make a lot, but there's a lot of buzz about this. It was actually played at, was it South by Southwest? or And Sundance, actually. It did both. Oh, and Sundance. And the reviews were just off the charts. And Correct. I don't know if it's going to carry the um, on the coattails of A Quiet Place, because A Quiet Place kind of you know, made a big... Box a big, office. Yeah, big box office, big splash. So... So I don't know if it's going to carry on the coattails of that. 
Um, but there were a lot of reviews out there that's, I mean, the, it had a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes just based off of the, the, the pre-showings. Um, so that, that's kind of why I went with that. And I, I dig horror movies anyway, so. Well, this one's high on my watch list. Um, I missed it. I actually had a ticket for this at South By and ended up not being able to make it, and it, it killed me. I desperately wanted to see it, um, but uh, it was a midnight screening, and they actually delayed it uh, to Ooh. let people from Ready Player One get to the screening for uh, Hereditary, and so that made it even later. And I, I just wasn't I wasn't committed to that because I also had to get up early the next morning, so missed it. Um, I am very looking very much. Yeah, I know. I'm very much looking for it forward to it. However, I do think uh, it, it, you're going to be a lock in for a high meta score. Like, so you're going to have a high percentage. So now it's just a matter of how much money can it make. If it makes over a hundred million, you're going to get a lot of points from this movie. If it makes under a hundred million, it's going to vary a, a lot. So um, horror films don't generally make more than that. Um, and it's A24, which is an amazing distributor, but they don't usually uh, push it to a lot of theaters quickly. So it's going to be a slow burn too. So it'll depend on how much legs it can it can grab. Um, I hope though, for your sake that it's a box office uh, success because it's definitely a critical success already. I mean, the reviews that are out, I, th I haven't looked at the Metascore, but I know it's got to be in the 80s. So The Metascore is actually, um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but the Metascore is actually 9 out of 10. The wow. weighted is 89 out of 100. There you go. So right now you're almost at 90%, so almost wow. making uh, getting a point for every dollar the movie makes. So that's pretty wow. strong. I also found it interesting that at one of the midnight premieres that the director, Barry Jenkins, was actually in the enthusiastic crowd and he was sitting front and center watching the film. So ah, nice. That probably was South By because he was a speaker at South By. There um, you go. Which I missed and I was very upset about. But um, that's what I get for watching so many movies. All right. <laughs> so ending round one is Corey. Uh, what was your first round pick, Corey? Okay. So I was a little sad because everything kept getting stolen, and I knew that was going to happen since I was last, but I chose Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and I did that because the first one made $652 million, and the meta score is decent. It's a 59. Um, it's directed by J.A. Boyana. He directed A Monster Calls, The Impossible, The mm -hmm. Orphanage. Um, has Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pat, Pratt, sorry, Jeff Goldblum, and then I just stole the synopsis from IMDb when yeah. the island dormant volcano begins roaring to life. Ha ha ha! Gotta love the pun. <laughs> um, Owen and Claire mount a campaign to rescue the remaining dinosaurs from their extinction level events. I I think in the first round, this actually in the this is a movie that I I see has tons of potential for box office, but mm -hmm. also has the most potential to fail. Um, because the Jurassic World was amazing, but it was also many years in between Jurassic Park and it, um, and I think that there was a lot of hype it coming back, kind of like with Force Nostalgia. Awakens, you saw that too. Yes, exactly. Um, and I don't know, cause there were, I love Jurassic World. I don't try to argue that it's a great movie, but I had a great time it with it. It was so it. fun. Um, and I'm hoping for that with this one, although I'm not totally vibing the trailers, uh, I, I think there's room for this to really go downhill with the meta score. Um, if it if it plays any more campy than the trailer makes it look, I think the meta score is going to be pretty low. The box office is going to fluctuate based on the the audience. Is there interest 
in another Jurassic World movie, and that will be will remain to be seen for another couple of uh, weeks. But I'll be there. Um, I'm in. I'm definitely going to see it, but I'm not sure if the rest of the populace will. Um, I think it's going to smash the box office. I think. Mm. I do honestly think. I, I think the trailers look ass, but um, I think the amount of people who went to see Jurassic World. Yes, there was a big uh, gap between you know the last Jurassic Park movie and this one. I've got a funny feeling this could be a wild card in this round. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I just it is a wild card is the the key phrasing because it could go either way. It could mm-hmm. be the next. It could end up you know taking over Force Awakens if it does like the first one, but it could also become that oh no what happened Baywatch type moment that Mike was talking about earlier. Dork. Um, but again, I have high hopes for it because I want it to be great because I am a big fan of the Jurassic Park uh, movies. Love the fir- the first ones in my top four movies all time. Jurassic World was one of my favorites the year it came out. I like Jurassic Park 3 a little bit. There are really good moments in Lost World, but there's some really, really bad ones in Lost World. So I'm kind of all over the place with the franchise. I hope it's great, though. All right. That concludes round one. Uh, for round two, the, the order was Corey, Mike, Matt, me and then Craig so we're gonna go in that order here and get our pick so Corey got the last pick in round one and then as a you know to try to balance it out a little bit she gets first pick in round two which means she gets two high potential point getters um and I I honestly could not believe that this one was still on the table Corey so what is your neither round two pick one um okay I chose Deadpool two um I love the first one I think the everybody did but um meta score for that one 65 it made 363 million um directed by david leach mm-hmm. i believe um who directed atomic bond and apparently he was uncredited on deadpool it has ryan reynolds josh brolin um julian julian Dennison, who i included ahead of some others because i love him i actually love the whole film hunt for the wilder people so oh yeah that's the only movie i've seen him in and i'm pretty excited to see this one um and as far as the synopsis it deadpool's having to pull together his own like i forget what he calls him them the x x force x force i was wanting to say x team or something um and um is it cable games yes yeah okay um you know to fight cable and that's my great synopsis it's really long on imdb yeah, well, I I think this movie has a lot of potential. Um, I'm not sure. Critic score is always up in the air with comic book movies, um, especially R-rated comic book movies, but hopefully it does as well there. Uh, and then I don't see this movie not making box office because the first one was such a surprising success. Um, I think it had the record for the highest grossing rated R film, uh, or at least opening weekend or something like that. Like, it did set records for R-rated films, and uh, it just... I think there's so much hype behind it that it's it's likely to do very very well. So I think it's a solid pick. Um, it was in my top. There were eight movies that I expect to get over a hundred points, and it was one of the ones I expect to get over a hundred points. Um, but so is Jurassic Wor- uh, World, mind you. But um, I don't know for sure about Jurassic World. Like I think Deadpool is more of a lock than Jurassic World, but I think both can get you a lot of points. And unfortunately. By the time it got to me, all the ones that I thought were going to make a lot of money had been picked already, but I'm still a few picks away. So let's go. Uh, Mike, what is your number two pick in round two? All right. Uh, coming up 
14 years after the 2004 original, I went with uh, The Incredibles 2. Felt pretty confident with Brad Bird being at the helm. Got Samuel L. Jackson, Holly Hunter, who is on my can do no wrong list. Probably my favorite part from Batman versus Superman. I liked her senator. I, I, I've long loved Holly Hunter. Craig T. Nelson returns. Uh, there's a whole slew of people that I will no name, not name. Um, uh, this part, this installment, sees Mr. Incredible taking care of his son, Jack-Jack, while Elastigirl has... It's some, I guess, I mean... It's they're keeping... Yeah, but they're keeping the synopsis kind of quiet um, compared yeah, to other I mean, sequels. It's a very quick blurb that she's saving the world, he's at home, so I'm sure there's something that will push the story forward. Uh, it's, uh, again... Well, I'll explain my rationale, but honestly, I mean, they did the Fantastic Four right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It's the only time you see a Fantastic Four type of group done correctly. And uh, I guess we need to just give up on the live action ones. So basically, my main rationale behind picking it is, I mean, Pixar. It's almost a no-brainer to yep. pick. Uh, I Was Coco Pixar? Coco was, yeah. It yeah, was. and I missed, I missed the boat on Coco. And so again, the guilt. Uh, I wanted uh, our lake uh, where we live had a lakeside showing of Coco, and we had already seen it. But I was very tempted to go down to see it again because I know you had mentioned it. You had, I don't. I, as much as I love going to the movies or watching a film, I don't always like going to the theater for whatever reason, and I, I worried. And this one, so again, guilt pick. Even though I'm like mm, Pixar is a win usually. So. Yeah, well, I that this movie was high on my list last year. Um, one of my biggest point getters was Despicable Me three, um, which last year we used international box office. This year we're only using domestic, um, but uh, it was it's a, it's usually a pretty good lock to pick um, Pixar. Their movies are generally highly rated in, with the critics and usually make a pretty good box office. Even their sequels, Finding Dory's done well. Toy Story two and three did very well. Um, I think Monsters uh, University, I think, was the least uh, performing of the sequels from Pixar. So, well, and maybe Cars 2. Um, I forget about I try to blank Cars 2 out. But, um, yeah, I, I'm super excited. And uh, I can't wait to find out where my super suit is. So, <laughs> You have a super suit? Well, it was a reference to Incredibles 1, but... No. no, you have a super suit, don't you? I do. I, I, <laughs> okay, there you go. I it's, just to do he wears it for every podcast. It's my footy he's probably pajamas. Wearing it right now. Yeah, he's wearing it right now. Oh, oh is boy. It, is it a well, does it involve wearing anything? I Whoa. Oh, um, it's a nude super suit. Wow. I, it's the invisible you know, suit. The Emperor's new super suit. <laughs> well, as <laughs> uncomfortable as I've been made, uh, let's move on to um, Matt's pick, uh, which he had the third pick in round two. Uh, what did you go with, Matt? Uh, I've gone for Mission Impossible Fallout, um, directed again by Christopher McQuarrie uh, and starring Tom Cruise, Rebecca Ferguson, Henry Cavill and Simon Pegg. Uh, it's the sixth mission that's been classed as impossible, so I'm starting to question the validity of that title. But <laughs> essentially, it's Ethan Hunt is being given another mission. Um which has apparently gone very badly. So he now takes it upon himself to finish it, and he's got the good guys that are now questioning his motives, the bad guys are after him, and obviously we'll see if he can 
do the impossible again. Um, so I've picked this mainly because it's a Tom Cruise factor. He's, what, in his late 50s, but he's still you know, an awesome action star, even if The Mummy was horrible. Yeah, um, that hurt me last year, actually. Yeah, Ooh, that hurt everybody. It hurt everybody. Everyone yeah. hurt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last, the last two of Worldwide, anyway, they've just almost touched 700 million, so they make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Cappell's got no moustache, so I just want to kind of compare his real upper lip to his CGI upper lip. Yes. Um, but I don't know. It also, I think, was the best trailer of the Super Bowl, so there's that going for it. it I don't the... know. They're just kind of those solid action movies that seem to attract a lot of people and make a lot of money. Yeah, I am actually super excited about this movie. I, the trailer's amazing, and the the Imagine Dragon song they're using on it is so great. Um, and the fight scene they show in the trailer in the bathroom where Henry could, uh, yes. it, he it just looks so awesome. And I am it's about to throw down. Yeah. yeah, I I'm so pumped about it. And I don't think like I liked Rogue Nation a lot, and I love Ghost Protocol too, but I don't think I was as excited for one as I am this film, and. That's the marketing for you because that trailer looks so good, um, and I agree. It definitely was the best trailer at the Super Bowl, and I haven't gotten tired of it yet. And I see trailers a lot, and I still I'm still excited about this movie. So I, I was really mad when you picked this because I was up next. Sorry. It, no, no, <laughs> smart. Uh, you got the you got one that I think is going to do really well. I, I wonder if the Henry Cable fight will be stopped by someone saying Martha. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, <laughs> so I'd love to see if I get a reference in, but I'm not. Really, <laughs> I, I haven't really been a big fan of the Mission Impossible films, but I didn't mind the last one. But yeah, like the trailers actually sold me more on this one, so that's part of the reason why I've gone mm-hmm. for this. One, well, because they make a fair chunk of money, but they secondly, do because I thought the trailer was very good. So. I still haven't Sim- seen three. Um, I saw the first two in the theater. Uh, by the end of the second one, I was kind of done with the movie, so I didn't bother to see three, even though that's when J.J. Abrams comes in. Philip Seymour Hoffman's the villain in number three. Um, but I still haven't gone back to watch it. Uh, Ghost Protocol, I, I had no interest in. My friends all told me how great it was. I finally watched it, and I was like, oh, this is really good. And then I did. I saw Rogue Nation in IMAX and uh, liked it a lot. I, I am a big Simon Pegg fan, so I generally will see whatever he's in anyways. Um, and so, I, yeah, I can't wait for this one. Um, my pick that I had to really think about this pick for round two because all the movies I wanted had been picked at this point. Um, and so now I was kind of pulling in the ones that I'm not as sure about. I don't know how they're going to do box office. I don't know how they're going to do Metascore. And I went with Ocean's 8 for my pick in round two. Um, this is the all-female cast of the Ocean's movies. It is in the same universe as 11, 12, and 13. Um, as uh, Debbie Ocean gathers a crew to attempt an impossible heist at New York City's yearly Met Gala, uh, directed by Gary Ross, stars Sandra Bullock as Debbie Ocean, Kate Blanchett, and Hathaway. Uh, Matt Damon's listed as in the, I think, returning as his character from the other Ocean's films. Dakota Fanning, um, wow, Olivia Munn's listed now. Katie Holmes, Helena Bonham Carter. I mean, it is a star-studded cast. Um, it's just a question of. Will this be like the all-girl Ghostbuster movie and do horrible at the box office and critical? Or will this be a really solid entry in the Oceans films? Keeping in mind that only Oceans 11 is really well regarded. 12 and 13 drop off quite a bit. So this is a huge curveball. I have no idea how it's actually going to do. The trailer looks good to me and I like the cast enough that I'm excited about seeing it. But I also know that there is a lot of potential for huge failure with this movie. 
Yeah, it's either, I don't know if people go in associating it that way with the Ghostbusters female Ghostbusters redo, which I liked more than I, I liked that. Yeah, I, I didn't loathe it. I had had a few little nods to the original, and uh, Helmsworth had a nice comedic turn in it. But, um, yeah, Hensworth was my favorite part of it, um, and Kate McKinnon. Um, it's it, it's going to be really difficult to recreate, like you said, that Ocean Ele- Ocean's Eleven, the original remake of the Rat Pack mm-hmm. version of it, uh, which, having watched the Rat Pack version after, there's uh, I'm always going to gravitate to the new one, and it just worked. Every it, it's one that I can rewatch quite a bit it's not i haven't watched it in a while now so i need to i guess yep 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 um i hope it's good i hope it's good i really i really really hope it's good because it's my pick but i also i i was hoping for this film to be successful just because i like the cast so much i and i don't want any of them to like tarnish their reputations because of a you know questionable sequel um again i think this one's more questionable than the others because 12 and 13 didn't really do that well so it's like Technically, while this is not called Oceans 14, it is technically the fourth movie in this universe. So, um, that leads us to Craig, who's going to close out round two. What was your pick, Craig? So, I picked Upgrade, and I realized I didn't give a synopsis of Hereditary, so I'll give one on Upgrade. Um, it's set in the near future. Technology controls nearly all aspects of life, but when Gray, a self-identified technophobe, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implanted called STEM. Um, <laughs> again, I'm way on the outside on picks, but um, it got mixed reviews. Uh, it, it, it's actually produced by the people that produced Get Out, so that was kind of a, a plus for me. Um, and I think one of the reviews I read actually called it uh, her as a male horror gore. But once I watched the trailer, I was hooked. Um, the trailer, the, the the better story is, is his wife is murdered and he is basically made a paraplegic. But this chip actually put into his neck, kind of like um, Dr. Octopus in this Spider-Man movies, um, basically controls what he does and helps him to regain his abilities. And but when watching the trailer, it really had a a Taken feel to it. And mm. I know Taken was one of those movies. I I love the movie itself, but it was also one of those movies that would kind of it, it kind of it didn't hit right away. But once people started you know catching on to it, it really kind of became a, a a bigger hit, and it got kind of a cult following and then a regular following. So I I'm just it, it has that feel to to me and I'm also personally like it it just it looked like a really good movie like something I would totally enjoy and something that I think other people might enjoy too so yeah I this was at South by um I missed it yep. at South by but I heard some good things about it from some people I, I talked to in lines uh waiting for movies and so it did get picked up because of that and it's getting a, a wider release than it was supposed to originally because of its uh performance at South by so you you've got a chance. Um, it does have the horror thing again, so yeah. there is that. Well, I, and directed by Lee Vonnell, who um, I I didn't see anything else he did. Um, and then the people that are in it are kind of no names: Logan Marshall Green, Roscoe Campbell, and Richard Cawthorn. Uh, kind of no names, but again, just in watching the the trailer, I was I was hooked on it immediately. And then I did a little bit of research and saw that it did get an award at South by Southwest, and mm-hmm. that you know push it out to be a little bit more uh, accepted uh, to be out in more theaters and stuff so well here's hoping and uh 
Craig ends us for round two, but you open up round three, and uh, you went with another kind of crazy pick that I'm also <laughs> kind of excited about. I, I But I told you, I'm going to be the bottom of the list pretty much the entire way. You can just find me down there. Um, I did pick the Meg. I did... I, you know, I saw it on the list, and I saw the name, and I'm like, well, that sounds like a horrible movie. I, I can't even do this. I, 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 uh, well, no, no, why'd you pick it? Totally by the name. He's, no, getting he's getting there. He's getting there. No, just totally by the name. So when I started actually looking through things and looking up, you know, some trailers and getting some info on it, I'm like, oh, this is a, this is amazing. I can't wait for this movie. Um, it's John <laughs> Turtletib, I think. Oh. Um, actors in it are Ruby Rose, Jason Statham, Rain Wilson, who I love. Um, and it just it has that 90s nostalgic feel. And uh, Turtletib did a lot of 90s weird 90s movies anyway so I think that he kind of carried that idea through to this um, the last big movie he had was National Treasure which was mm. one of those secret you know movies that people kind of caught on to late um, but yeah in watching the trailer um, it's a basically about a, 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 a what do they call it megalith no mega megalodon, <laughs> megalodon yes so we're 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 riding the coattails of Sharknado and and Deep Blue Sea and Jaws and but I think there's enough comedy in this. It, it kind of reminds me of the original Jaws where there were some you know one-liners and quips here and there, and I think that's probably going to carry it enough to make it make a pretty decent amount in the theaters. Make a splash. Oh. Well, take a bite out of the box office. You're. We are not going to die in this. Oh, chomp. My concern with the Meg um, is the the timing that it's an August release. If uh, August releases are notoriously the curveballs of the summer movie time, um, they ha- now that doesn't mean they can't be successful. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was a August release when it first came out, and it ended up becoming one of the most popular Marvel films. However, August is the dumping ground for the summer movies, and so it is. Not a great sign if you're if the movie has an August release date. Of course, that doesn't mean anything. If this movie can hype up enough of the audience um, to to get them to the theaters, then it, there's a chance. And you know, Jaws is the original summer blockbuster. So, I blame you sending the link for the trailer for having this pick usurped out from under me <laughs> because you were well aware. Oh yeah, well aware. this is one of the few books that I read in like a day. And I don't usually do that. I usually have a book, and they pile up on my nightstand. And I'm looking at the nightstand, and there's a lot of books. And so I dove into this one, and I couldn't get a hold of a in-print version. I really don't like reading on ebook. Uh, I found the electronic versions of the sequels because it does have a minimum of two sequels. So uh, I'm bet I'm betting that that is their plan, dependent on the performance. The, pro- the other problem is it's been pushed back and it did have some production yep. problems and that doesn't regardless of all that uh, I really wanted to pick this one and when I saw it pop up I'm like and I forget, yeah. I know I was in class I know I was in the middle of class and I don't know if the kids noticed or uh, <laughs> I, they could see it on the, they, 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 you know, I'm going to miss my students this year, I'm very attached this year which is unusual for me as well but they can read me like a book usually and so they know when something's up and i'm like it's okay it's and i kind of <laughs> had to explain what was going on so well when i when i saw craig pick this one i i was like oh mike's gonna be mad because i knew that it was on your list um because we, you had 
uh, you were the first person to ever talk to me about this movie. So, like, I've known about this because of you. Like, at least a year or more. Yeah. Ago, a while back. Um, and I, I like Jason Statham, but he... He is not Jason Statham. Yeah, and he's not a draw for me. Um, it does not make me want to see a movie, and uh, but I will, I will definitely be seeing the Meg. Uh, so Craig, my my money will help you earn some points. Well, I'm, I, but I'm also willing to trade out for his number two pick. I'm willing to swap if he wants to let Incredibles go. No, I would let two of our other pick go, but not. And you won't trade for those other picks. I will tell you. Now, um, animated movies are often good summer movies because kids are out for summer. And Corey's number two pick, well, not number two pick, I'm sorry, number two pick in round three is what, Corey? I chose Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation. Which is Um, not a bad pick, I don't think. But maybe, I don't know. What was your reasoning, Corey? Well... The Incredibles was stolen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like everything was just getting notched off my list, and I'm trying to keep up, and I'm at work, and I can't have my phone out when I'm at work. So like trying to catch up through the text messages, like on my few breaks throughout the day, and trying to keep my list with me and notch off what you guys are picking, and just trying to keep up was a hot mess. But um, I feel like it could be pretty a pretty strong pick because I don't feel like there are really a lot of kids movies coming out this summer. There's not. Um, so. Um, and I looked at like the meta scores for the first two. There was forty-seven and forty-four, and then a uh, box office for those two was like one hundred forty-eight million and one hundred sixty-nine million. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna ruin this name. It's directed by Gindi Partakovsky. It go. has Adam Sandler, Katherine Hahn, Andy Samberg, and I'm including a fourth name because I love him, Steve Buscemi. Um, has uh, ma- I've seen zero of these movies, so this is my really mm. broad whatever. Well, uh, Mavis surprises her dad Dracula with a cruise vacation. I she's trying to keep him. It's just all gonna go. Um, and uh, she's trying to keep him apart from someone that works on the ship, who ends up being on Helsing's <laughs> something. Mm. I think it's his granddaughter or something. So, I mean, that would be a good reason to well, keep them apart. I I was a fan. I actually liked the first two. Um, a, not a lot, but a, enough. I had a good time with both of them. Um, this one is the curveball because I still haven't seen a trailer for this. And it's supposed to come out in, like, July, I think. And so that's that's problematic. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see um, how it does. But... Um, unless anyone has anything they want to jump in and say about Hotel Transylvania 3, I'm going to move I, on. Oh, go ahead, I gotta be honest, I don't remember Hotel Transylvania 2. I like the first one. I just don't remember the second one. Uh, they have a kid. Uh, Mavis and Andy Samberg's character have a baby, and it's centered they around them. Kid? Yeah. I, I, I got to say, I, I love the first one. The first one was really good. It, it has a warm spot in my heart. Mm-hmm. Number two was one of the worst experiences I've had. Oh, oh, it was. No. It was. I, I'm I sorry. I blocked it out of my mind. You must have because the story was really bad. I mean, it was it, there was, it was all over the place. The characters would pop in and pop out, and I'm like, do we going to get something from them, or are we just going to pop in and pop out? It was really bad. I, I was, it was a letdown because I, I really loved the first one. Yeah, the first one's definitely better. I, I feel like the second one... Uh, was trying to recapture the magic, which is normal for Adam Sandler, especially sequel. Um, like Grown Ups One is really good. Grown Ups Two is an atrocity to film, 
and um, <laughs> who knows what Transylvania 3 will do, but it's definitely, considering the lack of cartoons, and it does have star power, um, there's a chance it will at least make the, the box office. I would expect the critic score to go down, though. I would think it's going to be probably in the 30s, maybe in the 20s. Um, but that leads to my number three. Um, and this is, I think this is the only one on the list where this is going to happen. Uh, I not only picked this movie, I've already seen this movie. Um, and that is odd, I guess. But Blind Spotting, um, written by, uh, and written by and starring David Diggs and Rafael Casal, uh, directed by Carlos Lopez Estrada. Um, this movie premiered at Sundance and then at South by Southwest. Um, so it already has like a hint of a metascore and the plot synopsis are too, too bold. So basically David Ziggs character, um, is on the end of his probation. He has three days until he is free of probation and he has to do everything in his power to not screw that up. Um, and of course the world just doesn't seem to want him to be okay. Um, it's a comedy with, uh, a drama and it kind of slants it starts much funnier and gradually gets more and more serious as the stakes get raised um it is currently and i don't usually reveal this information but i have seen 54 movies released in 2018 as of right now and blind spotting is my number one movie um i love this film and i cannot wait for other people to get to see it um i am a big advocate for it i'm hoping uh you know David Diggs was in uh, the Hamilton Broadway musical, the 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 original cast. Um, that is, you can hear him on the soundtrack. Uh, and not only does he get, uh, they integrate music into this movie. They do it in such an organic and fun way. Um, it's not a musical by any means because again, it, it it's not breaking out into random song. But it's just, I had such a blast watching this movie. Um, I can't wait for others to see it. It is a curveball. It has, you know, a lot of buzz coming from South by Southwest and Sundance. I don't know how many theaters this is going to play in, and I don't know how this film will do with the general audience. I'm hoping that David Diggs' popularity and the buzz from the, the festivals will get this movie some box office and that the Metascore will stay high, which right now is like 65 on Metascore. I have, other than what you said, no knowledge of it, so I'm going in blind. <laughs> with it. No. Yep, no. Um, oh, someone dropped the mic on it. Done. Oh, no. <laughs> Rigor. Someone got shook. Alright, well. It sounds like a good film. It, it, it sounds a bit like that Imperial Dreams movie that came out a few years ago um, mm. with John Boyega. I don't know if you saw that or not. I did not, but you just sold me with John Boyega's name attached to it. Yeah. Um, about, in a very long? quick nutshell, he comes out of prison and, yeah, he kind of has to stay on the straight and narrow, but of course... Like you just said, the world isn't that easy, so that immediately took me back there. I'm gonna check that out because that's a Netflix original too, so yep, easy enough to find. Um, yeah, uh, I I can't stress enough how great Blind Spotting was. Um, it's currently I need to see it again, but it's currently even in my top fifty all time list um, oh, because I was so I moved by it. Um, and had a blast. Like the opening sequence is so funny, I can't even get over how how like intelligently cut and pieced together it is the the pacing of the movie is somewhat kinetic like it it's moving like non-stop and it's just so much fun it in some ways reminds me of the pacing of scott pilgrim versus the world 
um, not the look or like the video game aspects, but just the the speed at which that movie moves. It kind of reminded me of that. Um, all right. So next up in round three was Mike. What did you pick for round three? All right. So I am going with Mark Forster's, and I didn't realize he was from Monsters Ball, The Kite Runner, Quantum of Solace. Fine. I mean, he's got all sorts of really uh, films that I I figure are pretty good pedigree um but his bringing the story of the creation of the winnie the pooh character and property christopher robin uh, i'm a longtime fan of ewan mcgregor and i feel like we're all pretty much in agreement that we are fans of chris o'dowd so there is that just by that uh oh i'm gonna get the name wrong i just had her is it Haley stillwell Silence. Uh, sounds maybe i don't Atwell, know Stillwell. Atwell. She, she was in captain america I'm getting that. She's also in it, but I didn't type it up on my list. I'm sorry. I'm a long-time no. fan of Winnie the Pooh uh, and Paddington Bear as well, but I'm not as keen on the films for Paddington. <gasps> what? Uh, I, oh, I, I just really watched like the first it. one. I really, I mean, they're not bad, uh, but I just... Well, I mean, they got, it, it definitely hit my nostalgic part of me. It did, take, took me back, so... I haven't watched the second one, so I don't know. Uh, but definitely I'm going with the nostalgia with this particular pick, not the guilt. Um, I'm I'm hopeful for this movie. Uh, Disney's live action movies have done pretty well in the box office. Um, Beauty and the Beast did exceptionally well last year. Uh, I love Ewan McGregor, so I, I I'm not sure how to read this movie as far as like audience reaction. Will this um do well? Because if you look at the live adaptations that are close to the source material, have done well. But then there's like Maleficent, where it's kind of like this alternate history. <laughs> And that did not do as well. So, you know, we'll have to see. Um, I think that leads us to Matt. Matt, what was you? Uh, you ended round three. What did you grab? Uh, I did. I grabbed my dancing shoes, and I've gone for <laughs> Mamma Mia. Here we go again. You set me up for that one. Um, uh, it is directed by Ol Parker, Oliver Parker, um, who also wrote the screenplay for Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. So he's got pedigree there. And he also wrote the screenplay for the sequel. Uh, it stars um, Oscar Bate, Meryl Streep, Lily James, Amanda Seyfried, Colin Firth, Pierce Brosnan, and Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, I've gone for this. Well, where, where I think this movie's going to let me down is potentially the Metacritic score. Because I think the first one only got 50, 51%. Mm. Um, and it's been 10 years since the first film. Wow. But if this is going to be, for those who enjoy it, a feel-good summer movie. It's got an awesome cast, and there's also Julie Walters and Andy Garcia, who I haven't mentioned, but I just have. And in amongst <laughs> the superheroes and the Wookiees, this is just a fun, fresh alternative. Uh, so I think it's going to make a splash, similarly to how the animated films will, will work. I think there's going to be a little niche market for this kind of film. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping there will be. And the last one made about $600 million worldwide. So oh, wow. He's hoping. Well, I'm hoping that um, because of the Baby Driver connection, uh, I'm mm. in for that reason. Um, I'm a big fan of that actress, Lily. Is it? I always want to say James. James. It is James. Okay. There's so many Lilies right now in the in, in the acting world. I, I keep screwing up which one's which, but um, she's also in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which I think was a uh, slept on film. That's a lot of fun. Don't think it's like a masterpiece or anything, but I thought it was a lot of fun, and she was great in it, and uh, she was great in Baby Driver. So I'm hoping you know that. Uh, this does well for her sake 
Um, I don't like Amanda Seyfried, though. Uh, partic- <laughs> particularly, I don't like her in musicals. Um, I, I cannot stand Les Mis. Specifically, her singing in Les Mis drives me up a wall. Her and Russell Crowe both. Um, but I'm, I've never seen Mamma Mia. I might watch it just so I can go see the second one. Um, it's worth watching just for Pierce Brosnan singing. You may have heard about it. It is not the best. Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I didn't give a plot synopsis, by the way. Just very quickly, Lily James's character is pregnant in the film. And the film is basically... She finds out more about her mother's past, who is Meryl Streep's character. Who, and Meryl Streep basically talks to her about, how, about her past and how she grew up so to kind of shape her daughter as a person. Um, I'm not sure she's going to win any Oscars for this one. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think it, it, it's got potential to do, to do well. I like Colin Firth. He's, uh, he's flying the flag for us Brits, as is Pierce Brosnan. Um, <laughs> and I like Stellan Skarsgård, even when he was in that colossal toilet block of the exorcist the beginning i love Stellan skarsgård as an actor there you go well that colin Fur that colin first factor um makes led it. my wife my, led my wife yep. to have my much younger oldest daughter to start watching the kingsman because she figured it would be a cute movie <laughs> so i haven't let her live that down still so, <laughs> so that concludes round three um, going into round four, it's going to be Michael, Craig, Corey, Matt, and then myself closing it out. Um, so we're going to jump right into Mike's pick. Uh, and Mike, I'm going to tell you, I think this may be the most questionable pick in the entire draft. Uh, I, you know, you probably shouldn't have prefaced that because now you've painted it. And I know, <laughs> no. I know that John Travolta has not had a win in a long time. And I feel that I may have picked this biopic directed by uh, Brian Connolly from Entourage and The Notebook. Oof, uh, I probably did not think this through. I get, I get a, I actually, you know, one of my students actually got to meet John Travolta. They were living in Ocala, and he came into their elementary school for a program. And oh wow! He, she thought he was he was really great. Obviously, they were much younger, so it was uh, at least ten years ago, give or take, because they're freshmen now. Anyway, really cool. So that's my two degrees of John Travolta, um, give or sort of. So he stars as the infamous John Gotti, Kelly Preston playing Victoria Gotti. Mm, Seems like a little bit of nepotism going on there. Uh, Maybe I just picked it because of that particular student having known him. Uh, I I guess, I I don't know. Maybe Maybe I'm hoping enough people will be confused and go into the theater thinking they'll be watching a film version of Growing Up Gotti, and that will help me. So, well, um, if I'm not mistaken, I couldn't find anything to back this up, but I do believe this movie was set to be released last summer as a uh, straight to VOD release. <laughs> um, and then they decided to put a little money behind it and push it back to a summer release. So, yeah, I don't know, but this is a good time to bring up the new rule this year. Uh, we are allowing two uh, alter, you can drop two of your current picks and pick up something that was not drafted. Um, by July 1st. So if you start feeling a little anxious about this, or if one of the movies that we didn't pick starts looking like it's getting a lot of buzz all of a sudden, you can make an, a change by July 1st. So if this movie starts to feel like, maybe I made a mistake, you've got a chance to fix it. Oh, good. So that could be yeah. Um, And just to clarify, it can't... Uh, if Mike were... Let's say Mike drops Gotti and picks up something else, none of the other people can pick Gotti. It has to be a movie that went undrafted. 
So it's a shame. Yeah, uh, I know, right? I was really looking to snag Gotti, but um, the idea here is to keep people. <laughs> Lies. Yeah, <laughs> the idea here is to uh, keep everybody competitive. Um, if a movie, if a movie looks like it's gonna bomb and you want to drop it, like there's a chance I might drop one of my last three, even because blind spotting. While as much as I love it, it is a box office question mark right now. I don't know if there's gonna be a big audience for this or not. Um, and Sundance was January and South by was March, and it's not coming out till July. So there's a lot of time for people to forget about it. Um, and I've seen nothing marketing it outside of those festivals. So um, it's an important rule, but definitely one worth noting now. Uh, on that note, let's hear from Craig. Craig, what did you pick for uh, your fourth pick overall and in second pick in round four? So I picked Replicas, which is by Jeffrey Nachmanoff. It's got Keanu Reeves, Alicia Eve, Thomas Middletech, and let me read the real quick synopsis is a scientist becomes obsessed with bringing back his family members who died in a traffic accident. Um, why I picked this one? Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. So I'm a Keanu Reeves fan anyways, and if you look at Keanu Reeves' history, just over the last five years, he's made like eight movies. Um, four of them have been a million dollars or plus. And three of them were 38 million or more. And that, and I saw Alicia Eve in a movie called Before We Go with Chris Evans, and I loved her in that movie. Just just fell in love with her. And I want to see how those two react in this movie, but the storyline also is something that attracted me. Um, I know there's a lot of buzz about science fiction movies kind of you know, being a glut right now, especially with Ready Player One kind of just taking over the market but i think that's also going to carry that this movie as well when you're looking at sci-fi stuff i think it's going to bring people back into that idea and living you know bringing someone back or you know taking memories and putting them into into a machine or something like that so Mm -hmm. i that's kind of why i picked it i mean it's personal but it's also i did a little bit of research and you know the the actors in it are people that i'm attached to and keanu reeves is a pretty big draw wherever he goes yeah. So he's trying to bring people back to life and not shoot them dead? For <laughs> <Poor> change. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, um, I, I am... This is another August movie, I believe, which is yeah. also uh, it is. <laughs> nerve-wracking. Um, it's It's got a lot of things up against it, uh, but maybe Keanu Reeves' star power will save it. So um, the other thing with that one, though, just going back to the, the dropping, you'd have to drop that movie by July 1st, and that may be too early because it's it doesn't come out to August. So like you, you'll have to make a hard decision there. Is this one you want to take a gamble on, or is there something that's more likely gonna do better? And I I don't know. I haven't heard much about this movie other than doing my research to uh, compile the list for everyone to like what's coming out. So we'll have to wait and see on this one. Well, I think if you look at my entire list, I'm I'm just throwing money on the table anyway. Well, and I'll... <laughs> I'll tell you what though, um, doing with doing this with five people definitely made the la- the later rounds more challenging because we're all picking movies that are questionable and going to be you know they could be successful they could be bombs but that's all that was left because all the big movies were already taken, um, and Whoa. that uh, I think is going to lead to some funny comments. So last year, my, my the mag wouldn't have been taken. It would not have been um, for sure, but. Uh, Corey, what is your number uh, round four pick? Okay, so I chose The Equalizer 2. Um, the first one has a meta score of 57 and made a 101 million, 
But I couldn't find a proper trailer, um, only one or two fan-made ones, or a proper synopsis. Um, in fact, IMDb says Plot Unknown, a sequel to the 2014 film The Equalizer, which is based on the TV series about a retired agent who's a hired gun for vengeance. So there's that. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember when... Oh, it looks like this one's supposed to come out July 20th. Um, yeah. Directed the, by... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, this one... Of all the picks, this one you might have to drop. There is a real chance this movie's not coming out this summer. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But... Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty going around with this movie um, and whether or not it's actually... It says it's in post-production, but how far into post-production? There is no trailer. Because it's already middle April. Uh, although, I do think, uh, when I looked at this last, I don't think there was a poster yet. Now there is. So that's a good sign. Okay. Um, it's it's Denzel. So you've got a okay. chance uh, for a box office. And it's it's his frequent collaborator, director, An- Antoine Fuqua, um, who he did Magnificent Seven with and um, Equalizer Training 1, day. I believe, and Training Day. Uh, so, yeah, they've worked together a few times. So there's a chance this will do okay if it actually comes out. Um, I guess we'll see. Yeah, but hey, there's that rule in there on purpose. But you might be the first one to have to do it if we find out that they push the date back, you know, past August into September or October or something like that. Um, That would be interesting if that happens because that that has not been an issue to date. It's definitely a possibility here. Weren't we worried about that last summer with uh, the Dark Tower? Yeah, Uh, yes, we were actually. That's right. Thanks, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, too bad it hey, didn't get last... pushed back. <laughs> like... Oh no! Mistakes were made, Mike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly. <laughs> oh, John beat us by a bajillion points. It's okay. I, so that's I, my number four. The Mummy was my biggest mistake from last year, and that still did pretty well worldwide con- compared to um, some of the other movies like Valerian and and Oof. Dark Tower. Oh, worst oh. movie ever. I've barely made it in. 40 minutes into that thing and just like what am I doing why am I why am I doing this Dan and I are done yeah (laughs) alright that's what made it that's what made you quit him that's it Uh, there were two or three bad ones in a row okay the the second one that was just like or the first yeah I'm just done Matt what is your uh, pick for round four you're the fourth pick in the round what did you grab I grabbed the first purge uh, directed by Gerard McMurray, a uh, produced Fruitvale Station, stars Marissa Tomei, Lex Scott Davis, Luna Lauren Valles, and Melody Diaz, who I've heard of no one apart from Marissa Tomei. Um, this one's a bit of interesting because I don't know since the since the first well, well this film is a prequel to the original 2013 Purge and pretty much just tells the story of how the the Purge came about. So. Why did, why did the government do it and what was the ramifications as we know three more films which have slowly got more money of each one and the Metacritic score has gone up so I kind of looked at it as that way that more people are apparently seeing it and liking them um, there might be intrigue to see how the whole thing started and McWarry's taken over from James DeMonaco as director who's done, all the, other, who's done the other three so I don't know I, it's, it, could go, I guess it could go either way because more people could go and see it and hopefully bump the Metacritic score up but having seen the trailer tonight I saw the excellent ghost stories tonight but having seen the first Purge trailer I wish I hadn't picked this because the trailer is awful 
It just looks, <laughs> it just looks like they have they have obviously clips from the other three Purge movies, but then they have clips from the new one, and it just looks the same. So there's a good chance that because it is so similar, and it's not really bringing anything new to the table, it's got the neon flashy visuals, people looking worried around the corner as someone's approaching them with a knife. It could just be same old, same old. So there's a chance it may not make any money. But yeah. I'm hoping um, that the upward swing, which the franchise has been going on, continues. Yeah, I think you'll have a good opening weekend for sure. And then it, uh, how good the movie is will determine how long the legs it has. You know, like if it's if it's as good as the... Because I actually really liked the last two movies um, where I didn't like the first Purge that much at all. Um, so hopefully this one will will be there um the trailer does look like it's just rehashing the same idea mm-hmm. um and it, it feels like they could have gotten some stronger actors for some of the bigger roles like the guy who's playing the president like i'm just like who is this guy why don't we have somebody big in this role but um or at least somebody who looks more like another president from real life or something you know? <laughs> um yeah it could have been a bit of a tie-in yeah, how funny would it have been? I could see him playing himself in that. Okay, he would have loved it. He would have thought it was oh real god, life. he would have still denied it happening, we're, even though it was happening. <laughs> we're gonna institute the purge as of now. All right, so my my, I close out round four, um, and I went with uh, a curveball, but I'm I'm attaching myself to two very successful actors from last year, hoping that that success will carry over. Um, and those actors are Tiffany Haddish and Lil Rel Howery. Uh, Lil Rel was in Get Out last year and was amazing. And Tiffany Haddish was in the very successful comedy Girls Trip. Um, so my pick is Uncle Drew. Now, this movie has a few things. And I will admit, I am a sucker for sports comedies. I like them a lot. Now, that doesn't necessarily translate into box office or Metascore. But I, I tend to be a fan. Um, this movie has a lot of craziness going on there's a lot of professional basketball players in this movie uh they are dressed up as old men they are playing basketball as old men and right away i feel like this might have been a mistake but <laughs> Lil rel howry and tiffany haddish i'm hoping are enough of a draw uh directed by carl charles stone the third um yeah it, it involves the rucker classic street ball tournament in um Harlem, which is a real tournament, very famous basketball tournament, uh, streetball tournament, and it's comedy. I don't, I don't know. I, I want it to be good. I definitely uh, am apprehensive with this pick, but again, I was, I was kind of like grasping at straws here, thinking like, what's gonna do well? And Girls Trip was a huge surprise of last summer. Nobody expected it to do the box office that it did. Um, Tiffany Haddish has blown up since that movie. And so uh, she's, you know, she's got a movie coming out in the fall with um, Kevin Hart. It's probably going to do okay. Uh, she's gotten a lot of. Uh, she even gave an award at the Oscars this year, um, and she was basically an unknown at the beginning of uh, of twenty seventeen. And by the end of twenty seventeen, she was a superstar. So, hoping that those two working together is going to be enough to bring people into the theater to check out this movie. But I'm skeptical. Uh, too much about that movie (laughs) yeah i've seen the trailer several times already uh but i am a person who gets to the theater early and our theater shows 20 minutes worth of trailers every week um every uh, every week every time i see a movie there 
so I, I've seen this trailer several times. Um, it looks like there could be fun in it. Um, I definitely like Lil Rel Howery. Um, I mean, we're talking, when we say basketball players, um, there are some big, big names, most of which are retired. Shaq is in this, um, which isn't a good sign if you've seen Shazam. Um, it is if you've seen Spice Jam. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. I'm hoping maybe Space Jam. Uh, Chris Webber, uh, Reggie Miller's in this movie. Kylie, I, um, I'm not really up on current players. I, Kyrie Irving, I think, is the... Yeah, Kyrie Irving is the titular character of Uncle Drew, and he is a current basketball player where everyone else that he gets on his team are retired basketball players. But, yeah, this is like the live-action Space Jam, in a way. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, let's move on. We're in the last round, guys. We're in round five. Um, and poor Matt was the last one to get a first pick. So, uh, Matt, what's your first pick for round five? I have picked Tag, uh, directed by Jeff Tomzik. I think it's his debut feature. He's done a lot of TV, including a TJ Miller comedy show. Um, <laughs> it stars Annabelle Wallace, Jeremy Renner. John Hamm, Leslie Bibb, Ed Helms, and Isla Fisher. So I was immediately taken by the fact that it's got a solid cast. Um, it's a fun concept. Basically, it's a based on a true story. I think it's in the Wall Street Journal post of a group of friends who meet up and organise a game of tag, which takes them all across the United States. Um, and as you guys probably know, it's not a very small country, so it's it's going to be a big old game of tag. Um, and there's usually one comedy that scores big, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, Girls Trip came out of nowhere, yep. scored big, certainly against budget. And I'm hoping that this can be it, because I've seen the trailers. It, it's the trailers look fun. It's, they've got a good, uh, the way it's been shot looks good. I yeah, know, I just think with the cast they've got, it, there's a good chance that it could make some money. I just hope that Hannibal Burris gets enough to do. I am so tired of Hannibal being slept on in movies. He is often the funniest part of comedies he's in. And, like, he was barely in um, Blockers. Like, he's in Blockers and is given, like, nothing to do. And he is so funny. I need the guy to get a starring role in something. And I, I looking at who he's with, there's no way he's going to outshine, in terms of screen time, John Hamm, Jeremy Renner, or um, Ed Helms, even Jake Johnson. And th- that's disappointing to me because I just feel like he's probably the funniest guy on the cast. Um, although John Hamm is surprisingly funny. But... Yeah. He's getting um, better with each roller, I think, at the minute. Yeah, and uh, the the trailers do look fun. I, I am questioning, um, you know, will this be a, a big critical success or not, which definitely will affect how many points you can get. But I think it's a solid... It's probably the best movie that was left for your first pick. Like, I don't know what else... If anything else is going to make as much money as I think that one could make at this point in the game. That leads to my pick, my round five pick... Um, I am really, really grasping at straws here. I had a lot of decisions to make. Um, I actually wanted to take uh, the pick that Craig's going to do next, but opted to go for a little more mainstream film and play the uh, the gambit of rock, paper, scissors. Um, oh. In the sense that I went with Skyscraper, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh. And he is a an enigma when it comes to box office projections. Um he can have gigantic turnouts or, you know, huge flailing disappointments like last year's Baywatch that we keep bringing up. Um, I mean, Baywatch 
was an established property with Zac Efron in The Rock. How could it possibly fail? Well, it did. And Skyscraper is directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber. I have no idea if I'm saying that right. Um, It has Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Pablo Schreiber, Nev Campbell, Noah Taylor, Roland Moeller, um, who I just recently saw in a film uh, for South By. Um, And then... uh, it says an FBI hostage rescue team leader and U.S. war veteran Will Ford. I mean, with that description alone, how could this go wrong, right? Um, who now assesses security for skyscrapers. Good lord. So, it's kind of got a snowpiercer, like, everything's enclosed into this one building type vibe, and yet not the dystopian element of it. Um, there was a Tom Hiddleston movie called High Rise that was basically snowpiercer in a building. This movie kind of reminds me of that if this were like also trying to be die hard because it definitely has that you know, john mcclain saving the day vibe um the rock is a character though that or is playing a character that has a prosthetic leg which is in the trailer um and definitely is going to play some some major plot points in the movie if the trailer is accurate to the story but this movie could do really really well or it could be the rock's next baywatch um I'm hoping, because I don't think Rampage is doing that well, that Skyscraper will be his uptick, because he had the uptick with Jumanji, downtick with Rampage, and uptick again with uh, with Skyscraper, maybe? Maybe? <laughs> maybe? Yeah. I and Rampage I don't, I don't know. just done quite well at the box office recently, I think. Oh, boy. So I'm wrong. Okay. Crap. I, I don't I'm know doomed. that it's going to have the legs to stand on. Oh, Mike. That's a that's an awful pun. <laughs> Because he has a prosthetic, guys. I don't know if you caught that. Um, Craig. <laughs> Crickets. Craig, what did you pick for your round five pick? I, I was really shocked you hadn't picked this one before I got to it. I, I actually had this number two on my list. But every time I watched a new trailer, I, I would bump it down and bump it down and bump it down. And I kept watching the rounds. I'm like, John's going to pick it this round. John's going to pick it this round. John's going to pick this round. But I picked Eighth Grade um, by Bo Burnham. It's actually his first feature film. It's a teenager tries to survive the last week of her disastrous eighth grade year before leaving to uh, start high school. Um, stars Elise Fisher, Elise Fisher, uh, Josh Hamilton, and Emily Robinson. Um, the scores were off the chart on it. Um, it's a it's an A twenty four film. You kind of yep. have been attached to those. Big time. Uh, it's it's scored a hundred on Rotten already, eighty four on the Metacritic, mm-hmm. and everybody loves coming to age films i mean i do they yeah well i mean that's why they did so good in the 80s 90s 2000s every time one comes out it seems to at least touch somebody and they they get it's a good gets a pretty good following Mm -hmm. um again i i chose it because of my attachment to those type of movies but also because the scores were just off the charts for it in the pre-screenings and i I, i'm a big fan of bo burnham i i I enjoy his comedy i enjoy his music and um just to see him put that thought into a movie was was why i put him as again i i actually had it as two and i just kept watching trailers and bumping it down and bumping it down so but yeah that's why i picked it i really wanted to pick this i don't know why i hesitated um and then ultimately chose not to and i this is in my top uh seven for the year right now um i i loved it uh this is would have been the second film i've already seen if i had picked it um but I don't know how the box office will do, and my bigger concern isn't that people won't love it. My concern was that it won't get enough 
uh, distribution, that it won't be in enough theaters. Um, if you look at like Lady Bird's release schedule, and Lady Bird was, came late and was an Oscar, uh, it was in the Oscar contention there, and it, it took months to get a big a big theatrical release. Um, I think I saw Lady Bird in late October, and it wasn't in my local theater till the end of December. And if 8th grade is treated that same way, it may not get into mass theaters until September. And that would prevent you from... Um, yeah, getting anything off of it. And, and I, I noticed that when it was on the list, that I think that's why I kept bumping it down, because it had limited release next to it. Yeah. But every time I went back to the trailer, and every time I went back to the numbers, and every time I went back to you know who was directing it, I just kept getting attached to it and more and more attached to it. Yeah. I think that's what kept me from picking it so high. And I think this that movie is going to be... Um, availability. If it's if it gets a wide release, I think it'll do well. And not not three hundred million. I think it'll do a solid hundred and forty million, hundred and fifty million. But we'll have a eighty to eighty five meta score, so it's going to get you some points. If it gets that release, if it doesn't, then it's going to dwindle, and that's going to suck because it's an amazing movie, and everyone should see it. But um, let's go to Corey. W- Corey, what is your round five pick? Oh man, so. This is where I missed that the purge was picked, but um, so sorry about that. Uh, I went with Slenderman. Oh God, <laughs> this looks so bad. Um, it does have Joey King from The Conjuring and Wish I Was yep. Here, Javier Botet from The Mummy, everyone's favorite movie. Oh yeah. Um, Crooked Man. He played Crooked Man in Conjuring Two. It's directed by Sylvan White, uh, who did Stomp the Yard, and I'll always know what you did last summer too. Oh, the second one. Um, so I'm a little confused about what the movie actually is because it kind of looks like it is based on the murder that took place a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. Ish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they find the girl, this girl, out in the woods. Um, but then I read up a little bit on it about what Slenderman actually is, and it was some kind of photo altering contest that was in an online forum or something, and someone came up with the Slenderman, and then I don't think that this movie is going to do very well um no, no i don't even <laughs> we're very desperate at this point um i feel like it might make a little bit of money not a lot of money but i feel like it's gonna draw a lot of younger people it definitely could for sure um i would and I say i don't think it's oh, gonna have a good score yeah it, it's it's questionable um to say the least but um you know like you said the pickings were slim so um, or you could even slender, say they were slender. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look at us. Both making a dad joke. The same one at the same time. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, so um, the last pick of the entire draft is belongs to Mike. Um, Mike, what movie did you end your draft with? Probably the most questionable of all questionable picks. Um, I think I w- again went with nostalgia with picking Superfly. I've got to be honest, I'm more familiar with Curtis Mayfield's Superfly, the Too song, uh, than the actual original exploitation film. Director X, that's the credit, Director X, formerly yep. Little X, so I guess he grew up. <laughs> um, Superfly stars, the names are not, I am as unfamiliar with them as I am with the original film. Trevor Jackson, Jason Mitchell... There isn't even a whole lot of synopsis for the film, and that's worrisome. I have probably chosen poorly. It's probably a 
shot-for-shot remake of the original. Maybe they'll even go with the old-style grain and whatnot. Um, I don't know. It's uh, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Well, you know, there's always a chance, and of course you do have the option to change two of your movies um, before July 1st, so that this might be... Gotti and, and Superfly might be getting replaced with something else, but the stuff that's left is also questionable. I mean, we've... We, there's 25 movies that we've picked here. Um, I believe there were 52 movies with wide releases. A few, well, it's closer to like 49. And then there's a few that I left off with limited release. There's always a chance something will pop up that we're not expecting. Um, you know, a movie might get pushed up or uh, something that wasn't being marketed yet. It could be like a secret release um, that you will want to grab or try to grab before one of the other people in this draft do. But um, what we'll be doing... Uh, also, now, once the podcast is over, um, everyone will be deciding whether they want to go over or under with their picks, and I'll make sure everyone gets what that means. And that's just a way of earning some bonus points, um, which could be helpful if your movies may maybe don't do as well as you are uh, hoping. Um, but that's our summer movie draft, folks. Uh, Corey had to leave. If You, you might have heard that. Um, she's got to get to a concert. Uh, but we did get through all the picks, so it worked out pretty well. Um, I want to thank you guys in advance uh, for because uh, you're going to be hearing throughout the summer updates on how your movies are doing. Um, Craig, you have two in August, though, so you got the longest to wait to see how you're going to do. Uh, that's <laughs> that's tough, but um, I will update these every Monday morning, so you can check your spreadsheet. If your movie came out, you'll see kind of an estimate of how you're doing, um, at least with the Metascores. Uh, the box office, obviously you want your movie to, to have legs and last for a few weeks, not just have the opening weekend. Um, movies like first purge are going to rely on that. If their opening weekend will probably be big, but if it's good or not, will depend on how much money it gets throughout the course of the season. Um, this is always a lot of fun. I always, uh, I had a blast last year doing this and I'm really looking forward to this year. I'm nervous about my, uh, my picks this year. I, I I'm very confident with infinity war, but the other four are all up in the air for me. I'm not sure. Um, you know, last year I, I had Wonder Woman, uh, Despicable Me 3, Cars 3, and um, The Mummy I thought was a lock, which was wrong. But the other ones all... Oh, and I had Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, I had two movies that I felt very confident with, and then Despicable Me 3 I was pretty sure would make money because of the minions. But um, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you one movie that nobody picked that I think uh, is, is high on my potential radar is the... Um, the the movie with Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon I cannot think of the name of it right now Spy Who Dumped Me yes um it's an August movie but it looks pretty funny in the trailer but it is of course uh debatable neither of those two actresses have a guaranteed box office draw um both have had a lot of success but both have had some flops too so um but that might be one to keep your eye on and, and you know decide to make that last minute switch before our deadline of July 1st yeah, I've got my on it now. Thank you. Ah, um, no worries. I, I'm happy with my picks. There's a few of them. I'm now a bit shaky. It's funny that when you start talking about them, suddenly I think, ah, maybe yeah. that wasn't the best. But at least I didn't get a skyscraper. Uh, I know. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <A> skyscraper <laughs> is... Oh, we're Gotti. Aww. Yeah. Gotti, look. Gotti's... I, I got it. Yeah. Oh no. Um, oh man, the puns are just so bad tonight. The puns are bad. Uh, we're the we're all. Are bad. The, 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 yeah, that's true. <laughs> it falls in line. This summer, uh, 
there's some really awesome movies I can't wait to see, but it does feel kind of lackluster overall uh, for a summer. Like there's a lot of stuff that I'm not sure looks very good or or even um, like one another one we left off is Action Point, the new uh, Jackass movie. Um, Johnny Knoxville, uh, his last one he played in he played a grandpa. I don't I don't remember the name of that one. Bad Grandpa, I think, or Dirty mm-hmm. Grandpa. It was something like that. Um, and he's reprising that role in parts of the movie, but then it's a flashback of a middle-aged Johnny Knoxville who owns an amusement park, and um, hilarity ensues or something. I don't know. It looks. If you like Jackass, it's probably going to be fine. But does anyone still like Jackass? Like, no. Is it still going? No, no, it's not. And that's more to the point. Like, what what is happening that this? is uh is coming out now and more so when i went and saw um truth or dare the other night they played this trailer twice in front of it twice. i had to sit through it twi- yeah i know it, it is but again if if it looks like there's a buzz all of a sudden this might be um it might be one to to swap out for something um craig is there any movies that kind of uh catch your attention that we didn't pick yeah um there's there's a remake of papillon coming out um, yeah, and th- it's Charlie Hunnam is in it, and also Rami Malek is in it, which mm. I, I just got off watching uh, Mr. Robot and fantastic series TV series. I know we're not talking about mm. TV series, but but I'm really curious to see wh- how they treat this movie because the original was um, Dustin Hoffman and Steve McQueen yeah. and was a very v- amazing movie, and I'm kind of curious to see how this plays out, and I think it actually releases over the summer as well. Um, I don't remember if it falls right in the exact time. It was either just before or just after. I'm trying to find the release date. But, yeah, I, I, I was shocked to not see it on there. Uh, and I wanted to mention it as an honorable mention. Yeah, actually, I didn't I didn't see that one when I was doing my preview. That's The, the other thing, I, I like to use uh, Entertainment Weekly's summer preview to kind of guide this. And that issue hasn't come out yet because we had to record early because of the Avengers movie. Um, so... Uh, there might be some movies that get added to the the selection list that I just didn't see in my research. Like I used uh, Movie Insider, I think, and Box Office Mojo to kind of pull the movies that were expected to come out. But there's definitely room for things to be added. Um, and so uh, follow along on BurkeReviews.com. And on you can follow all of us on Twitter. We'll go through our, our social media handles right now. You can follow me at Burke Reviews. Corey is at Corey R. Star two r's on the end uh mike at server monkey matt uh at wywt underscore uk and what i watched tonight on instagram and craig at music musing underscore and you can find me anywhere on itunes or any google google play stitcher look under music space musing and you can find my podcast yeah, and uh, what I watch tonight. Co. Uk is Matt's website, and uh, Matt, what's your podcast? It's to what I watch tonight show, uh, the imaginatively titled show, but it's on it's on <laughs> Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's on the website. Um, so go check it out. It's updated uh, more often than I thought it would be. Um, and also, just quick throw out, um, just a quick R.I.P. tribute to Arlie Ermey, who I found out passed away not long ago uh, from. Full metal jacket, so uh, oh. rest in peace, good man. Man, yeah, wow. Um, yeah, guys, I want to thank you both. Uh, you know, Mike and Corey have been doing this with me for almost a hundred episodes now, 
Um, this is actually episode 96 of our top five movies. Um, but uh, I've, you know, if, if you've been listening to top five, you've actually heard interview episodes with both Matt and Craig um, from this year. And Craig and I go way back. Uh, Matt and I became friends on uh, Twitter and then yeah. um, have since, you know, we do our bloody awesome movie podcast. And I, I'm very excited to have you guys on with us this year to do the fantasy draft. Um, and hopefully be here. Uh, we'll be able to continue building our our empire of movie watching nonsense. So, uh, <laughs> and Craig, thank you for stepping outside your comfort zone of music and entering into our world of movies uh, to, you know, get into this draft this year. I appreciate you having me. And one last thing for you, my friend who loves music, uh, on your radar this summer is going to be a movie called hearts beat um hearts beat loud i cannot stress enough how great this movie is um stars nick offerman uh kiersey clemens who is in the horrible flatliners remake from last year (laughs) um but she's also in oh there's something else that she was in that was really good that's not clicking right now but it has uh sasha uh sasha oh it's not yes sasha lane who was in american honey um, and it's going to be in the Hellboy reboot um, in the near future. And then uh, also has Tony Collette, who I am a huge, huge fan of. Um, same director for that did The Hero from last year with Sam Elliott and Nick Offerman, um, whose name is not going to come to me right now. But I can't stress enough how great the movie was. I got to see it at the Florida Film Festival last week. And um, I, it's supposed to get a summer release. I don't think the date's been officially announced yet. But keep your eye out for it, uh, not just for this draft, but just to see it. It is a great movie, and I think it's right up your alley, Craig. Um, but with that, I think we'll conclude our episode. Um, follow us on BurkeReviews.com as we uh, watch the summer blockbusters succeed or fail, and so do our draft-winning hopes. <laughs> um, until next time, folks, keep watching movies. Keep watching movies.